listening to Magic from Wherever I'm At with your host, the magician, time traveler, and charmer, D'Artagnan. All right, welcome to the podcast. We're back. We're going to continue from where the previous one left off. So if you haven't listened to the previous one, go back and listen to it. We're going to jump right back in. And to sort of refresh, you know, and get that sort of uh, spaced repetition idea, right, for learning, which is a big idea. The last thing we talked about in the last one, of course, was my friend not supporting me when I wanted to leave to do street performing and other things. And also that there's a power in understanding and realizing and noticing that resistance recruits allies, Right, that the people around you will try to hold you down. The resistance reach out, reaches out with its tentacles and employs your family, your friends, other people around you uh, to try to convince you not to be doing uh, the work that you should be. Now, the first thing we're going to talk about today here is resistance and procrastination, because this is one of the most common versions. You know, you know, uh, Pressfield in one of the books, it might be in the Turning Pro book, which is the sequel to this, he says, you know, somebody is in the belly of the beast, so to speak, with regards to resistance, because they have a million plans and all of them start tomorrow. So that's like a good, a good, uh, you know, and I think we've all done that. So he goes in here in the war of art, he talks about how procrastination is the most common manifestation of resistance because it's the easiest to rationalize. You, you don't necessarily going to tell yourself, I'm never going to write my symphony. You always just say, like I just said, We're, I'll do it tomorrow. Next week when I have some free time or all that kind of bullshit. You become a victim of resistance. And you start to build that habit of putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And that's where, oh, man. So what does resistance really feel like? Like, is there, obviously it's emotional stuff. And Pressfield goes into that in The War of Art. And he says, basically, first, it's unhappiness. It's like a, a low-grade misery, which pervades everything. So if you're sitting here listening to this, and you have some sort of, I mean, maybe you feel like, well, I'm okay, but I'm just not that ha It's a low-grade misery, is what he says. So if you're, like, constantly upset, and you're constantly unhappy with the way things are going, perhaps with the amount of money you have in your bank account, with how your, you know, the things you're working on are, you know, there's a low-grade misery. That's resistance. You know, you're, you're often bored. You know, people are always like, I'm bored. I was like, are you an idiot? You must be an idiot if you're bored. Because there's like so much, uh, you're not, just pick up a book, learn something. You know? I'm bored. You know, you know who says that? Kids. Because they don't know anything. As an adult, you should never be bored. You can think, oh, what should I do maybe? I want to find something more exciting than what I'm doing right now. When you say I'm bored, that's resistance. And you should really, if that, ever, that thought ever comes into your mind, you should immediately recognize it as resistance or immediately recognize that something's wrong. There's... Also some sort of, Pressfield goes into this, there's also some sort of guilt you can't quite put your finger on. Maybe you want to go back to bed. 
Maybe you want to get up and go party. You know, maybe you feel unloved or, or incapable of being loved. You don't like yourself. You don't like your life. That's when you're in the belly of the beast of resistance. If it's not, if resistance is not overcome, it will continue to rise to where it come, becomes unendurable. And that's when people start to self-medicate, do all sorts of crazy things, resort to endless hours of web surfing, TV watching, drinking to excess, uh, all sorts of crazy things. You know, it becomes, eventually it becomes depression, aggression, dysfunction, may lead to even crime eventually, right? Self-destruction. And people say, oh, that sounds like, oh, that just sounds like regular life. And Pressfield's like, no, it's not. It's resistance. All this crap is internal. Let's go back to that for a sec. It's internal. You're doing this to yourself. So turning pro is an idea that Pressfield has for how you overcome resistance. It's like the number one way, the number one approach to overcoming resistance is doing what he calls turning pro. And, he, and in the latter parts of The War of Art, he starts to talk about this. It's actually covered more in depth in the sequel, which is called Turning Pro, which we will also talk about. But he starts to list a few differences. He sort of designates the professional as the one who's overcoming resistance and the amateur is the one who has succumbed to resistance. And he lists some of the differences. So he says, the amateur plays for fun. The professional plays for keeps. To the amateur, the game is his avocation. To the pro, it's his vocation. The amateur plays part-time and the professional plays full-time. The amateur is the weekend warrior. A professional is there seven days a week. The word amateur actually comes from the Latin root, meaning, quote-unquote, to love. The conventional interpretation is that the amateur pursues his calling out of love while the pro does it for money. Pressfield doesn't agree with this, though. I would agree with Pressfield uh, because that's not the way he sees it. He says, in his view, the amateur does not love the game enough. So he's not in it enough. He doesn't love it as much. I hope you've enjoyed this teaser of magic from wherever I'm at. To listen to this entire episode and the entire series of more than 150 other episodes, go over to magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. That's magicfromwherever.com forward slash podcast. Tired of being a trickster, are you not? 